Shut up and sit down. Welcome in, little boomers, to another Sunday episode of Bucket and Boomer. I am your host, Bucket Hat Kyle, here with my co-host, the one and only, the littlest boomer of the boom. Not the littlest. I'm not, I'm not little, brother. The biggest little boomer. I'm the biggest little boomer. Of all the boomers out there. Uh, welcome in. How you feeling today, man? Uh, I didn't what? get drunk enough to get hungover. I didn't get drunk enough to be drunk today, so I'm just somewhere in uh, that state of spending money on alcohol that did nothing. Okay, I see. Yeah, for sure. I had to be driven home last night. Yeah, I after had our to party. drive someone home last night. Shannon was feeling it. She was doing well. She was having a great time. She 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 believed she had a blast. I think she did. I had a blast with her because she was so drunk, and I was just as drunk. Yeah, it was just different. Usually, thank you, me. thank you. By the way, to everybody who came out to the little little watch party thing we did well, last that'd be, night. What 180 people? Oh, it was. We packed the whole place out. It was crazy. Just a little unofficial watch party. Like all 200 people were there, ready. Maybe like 250 were there, ready to ready to party. At any given time, we could have crossed 300. I Easily, mean, I think. I think ridiculous. at any yeah, at any given time, there were people coming in and out all over the patio. Yeah, we definitely packed that place out. We'll probably be yeah, doing it again. Your police were busy. They were busy. They were, <laughs> they were shutting people down. Uh, we have a very special guest today, little boomers. We have uh, somebody who has been with the organization for a very long time since the beginning. Uh, Jim Ketchell here. Jim Usher. Jim as his last name is Jim. His first name is Usher. Yeah, it's, it's Usher, Usher Jim. Jim. His license plate says Ushist. I don't know if I should have told anybody that. It doesn't matter. I think that's probably accurate anyway. So People always blur out license plate pictures. Anyways. Right, with one little click, you can find out everybody's license plate. This guy has some stories that we're going to get to later, but Jim, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling excellent. I think I probably should have pre-functioned a little bit more yesterday so I would fit in a little better. But, uh, you know, I've got that. And I was nice to see in the amongst the throngs of, and the hundreds, literally hundreds that showed up. Yeah. It was nice you have found room for Dandy to have her own table. Yes, so That was absolutely. really nice to be able to do that with a, well, with a throng of that size. The problem is, is when that. we go out like that, Danny has to sit with all of her friends, and it ends up being her by herself. That's very true, yes. I, I bailed on her a couple. Yeah, she has to have her own table. And I think she was signing autographs at one point last night, too. She was taking pictures. Taking pictures, nobody's. signing autographs. I mean, yeah, the owner of, like, that bar and Uptown, Uptown Deli and Brew and all that came in and gotten pictures with her. It was amazing. She's a celebrity. She got free beer out of it. I didn't. Yeah. Unbelievable. The only problem with that, of course, is that, you know, you have to get in the one line to get credentialed and checked, and then you have to get in the line to get the actual autograph from her. So, you know, it takes a lot of time to go through all those It lines. is ridiculous how much security she has. I, I can't even believe it. Half the time, I have a hard time even getting into contact with her. It's unbelievable. I mean, I don't think I physically made contact with her at all last night. I was no, that far that's away. Me I either. Just, and that's what the crazy. She like, drove me home. I like, didn't even touch feet, her. Sir, five feet, sir. <laughs> I also fell asleep as soon as I got in my car, but and then they, in they, the passenger seat. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on from that, uh, we have a we have a pretty good show for you today. We're going to do a quick interview at the end of this here with uh, with Jim, uh, just about some of the things that he's seen, heard, experienced in that arena. Uh, one of the most recent. In my memory, one of the most recent being the whole hockey guys debacle out there Ejected by the me. cannon. Ejected yeah, me. Uh, big big security guy not you jim but big security guy out there trying to kick people out pretty ridiculous when you look Catherine dobbs in the eyes and say i'm gonna eject you i mean how do you still have a job at that point anyways uh going into nobody wants to work today (laughs) going into news and notes here uh 
we have not won a game, and I'm going to continue to say we. Actually, before we get into that, I have one question for you before we get started, Jim. How do you feel about the fans addressing the team as we? I like it. I believe it encourages them to take ownership of it and to be in, invested. You know, that's the whole thing. Everybody's kind of half a fan of this, half a fan of that. I mean, that's the millennial thing is you take your hobbies and turn them into, you know, you monetize them to the point where you have no more hobbies. At least this way you can tell, okay, I've, I see that they're invested. They're buying, the, 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 even if it's a two-year-old jersey that hasn't been worn since Aaron Horton was here, <laughs> at least they're invested. In, 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 in he just threw out Aaron Horton. At least they're invested in the game. Uh, yeah. And I think the, the whole we thing, and, and let's face it, until you get rid of that other scarlet and gray monster across town that everybody under the age of 77 refers to as we. That's you know, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's ever going to change the, the the philosophy around here. Even if the culture in the NHL shifts, I think we're stuck with that no matter what. Yeah, I agree with that. I, talking about the football team though specifically, most of the other teams, you know, aren't as the fans aren't as rabid uh, when it comes to I Ohio State watch sports. Women's hockey over there. Yeah, this is amazing. But yeah, I, no, I, I follow winners. I agree with that. I never really thought about the Ohio State thing. My whole family growing up always referred to Ohio State as we, and none of them ever graduated from Ohio State. They when I lived across the country in the Army, when we watched the Ohio State game, it was we are going to watch the Ohio State game because we are playing today. Right, we are playing. I'm going to put on a helmet and go hit somebody. Uh, okay, I just I'm going to I ask everybody that because it's kind of been a hot topic recently is. People getting mad at fans, getting mad at other fans for referring to the team as we. My whole thing is the amount of money that we spend in that arena every season. I mean, if it wasn't for fans like season ticket holders like Little Boomer and people like that, there wouldn't even be a team. The team would have already moved. It would have been out of here. I wouldn't have a job. Exactly. So that, that's that's yeah. The fans are the reason we even there is a team here. We've what we're f- top fifteen this year in attendance, I believe, something like we're that. Either 15 or 16. It goes back and forth. Averaging like almost 16,000 a game right now. It's, yeah, it's we. And if you have anything else to say about it, fuck off. Yeah. And I'm in in the same boat. I mean, think about it. I'm also, in addition to being an usher, I'm also a fan like you guys. Exactly. You can hear me yelling and screaming when they don't call a penalty and everything else. I think if I wasn't invested, I wouldn't bother saying anything. I would just stand up there and go, ho hum, I'm making money. (laughs) That's right. We've, we've had, we have had several questions about we on the ice. And several conversations in between periods. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so thank you for that. Go Moving on from that, I've said moving on three times now. Three times. I've told myself I'm going to cut so that out, and I have to stop we saying just that. move along? So moving on. I'm just kidding. Move that was fun. <laughs> uh, we have not won a game in two weeks. It is We are now on a six-game losing streak. So how many points did we have when this losing streak started? So, yeah, 69 points, right? Nice. 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 Uh, 69 points, still have 69 points, had 69 points two weeks ago, to this day have 69 points. Hey, when you find a good number, just sit on it. So, the four... <laughs> you got to face it, he's Got right. him. Got him. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> We're definitely going to have to edit this one. We are not. That is staying in, I promise. That was amazing. Great joke. You got me on that one. It's hard. It's, usually did, you don't. Yeah. You, you, you went down on that one. Oh, so oh, there's another one. So the first game that we missed, uh, 4-3 lost versus New York. First home game back in a while. Um, went up one nothing in the first period on a Gavi goal. Gavi had two goals that game. Yep. Uh, immediately after we scored that first, Gavrikov scored that first goal, we gave up four straight goals. So Gavrikov now has more goals than 
Bemstrom? Bemstrom. Most of the team has more goals than Bemstrom. He's yeah. only got four more goals than I do this year. Wow. He's Yeah, good point. Uh, so 4-3 loss uh, to New York. Try to come back at the end there. Um, I don't know. Line, that, the, the call on line, if you remember the call on line A at the end there, it was a slash call on line A with like 20-some seconds left in the game. So at that point, when line A is your best scoring option, when, you're, when you have an empty net and you have an extra man, um, I thought it was a shit call, but it really doesn't matter at this point when right. it comes to wins point, and losses. At this point, I mean, the, the possibilities of slipping into the playoff would take They're two gone. miracles. They're completely we gone. would have to win a bunch of games, and Washington would have to lose a bunch of games. Neither are probably going to happen. And we could do an entire podcast on, oh, that was a shit call in Nationwide Arena. Yeah. That would be yeah, a whole for other real. Other podcast series on that. There was, uh, what game was it where they disallowed an empty net goal because uh, of the penalty? That was in Winnipeg. That was in Winnipeg. That was the only game that I can remember this season where the team did not, like the refs were on the Blue Jacket side, basically. That's the only game I can think of. Because that yeah, should have. That one was close. I mean, it was. Because if that would have happened to us, I would have been really upset because that shot was gone before the penalty ever happened. Yeah. So there's no way that puck should have been pulled out of the net and the point taken off the board. I think they lost anyways, but right? Yeah, Ehlers yeah, scored one in 21 seconds. We, we tied it up and we were able to uh, it should have been. lose it in overtime. Uh, so now moving on to the next game, now we're in this kind of thing where um, they did the series yeah, we're in that kind of thing back in COVID, right? Season. So now they're yeah, they're home and home series basically uh, for most of the rest of the season. Um, so we played at home against New York and then went to New York two days later uh, and just played an absolute shit game overall. I mean that game was hard to watch. Yeah, that one truly. And you know what's really interesting in these these Islander games is because I'm the first one to jump on the goaltending. Always am the first one to jump on the goaltending. Elvis is the only reason we didn't lose by eight. Elvis stood on his head for 45 to 50 minutes of both of those games. But with lack of defensive help, we look like we do. Yeah, there's clearly a void in the defense right and now. And Warinsky is not the guy that's going to fill that void. No. And we've seen that. warinsky has been out for these games. He didn't play in New York. He didn't play at Boston last night. We've, we've seen that he that there hasn't been that much of a difference in the defensive play, in my opinion, with him out of the no, lineup. I mean, it's phantom defense all season long. It's, it's, it kind of sucks when you pay a guy that much money and you don't even notice when he's injured. Truly, I mean, a guy like Seth Jones, when he went out of the lineup, the you, you could saw tell the impact. You saw the, the entire team almost crumbled. It was, it was unbelievable. Warinsky goes out and it's just next man up. Really, there's really not that much of a difference between shit him and Andrew Peak. Really, at this well, point, or even Boquist. With the bottom of our defensive depth at this point, it's not even next man up. It's next guy up. Because I wouldn't call some of these guys men. They play, like, really, really, really soft. It's almost like World War II Red Army thing. When the man in front of you goes down, pick up his hockey stick and continue That's forward. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, basically, yeah. at this point, we're, we're just we're, we're stormtroopers on defense. I mean, yeah. they're throwing pucks all over the place. They ain't hitting nothing. Not hitting anything, except maybe the yeah back of the, the, the boards there. But, yeah, him Christensen's been seeing some time. I think that he – did he get called up again? This morning, possibly. I think he did this morning, so he might be there. We might see him play again Tuesday. I mean, I hope Monday. he has. I hope he has a decent car with gas, good gas mileage, because uh, making I mean, that trip up and down seventy one quite a bit. Defensive spotlight in Cleveland right now. Yeah, I don't. I actually have not been paying enough attention to even comment on that. I don't I mean, know. Cleveland. Cleveland's had a really bad year this year. They're probably going to miss the playoffs as well. It's not been stellar, like. 
they've had some decent seasons here lately, but this year's not been good. Um, outside of the Danforths that we brought up or the angles we brought up or the Fix Wolanskis that got their shot, I mean, outside of those three guys, uh, Christensen and maybe Tyler Angle, um, maybe Carson Meyer, about the only thing that have showed any flashes up there this year. Yeah, what the hell happened to Liam Foody? He's been hurt all year. Has he? I mean, he had, like there's been zero talk at all of him ever yeah, seeing the league again. It's he's been he's been hurt a couple times this year. He got hurt, came back, got hurt again. That's a disappointment. That's that's a bust. That's a disappointment. I mean, we were we were told for two years that he was going to be the fast guy on the team, and fuck, it's Bemstrom is the fastest guy on the team now. It's crazy. It's just because he's always chasing somebody who took the puck from him, or he's trying to get off the ice to get the keep from getting a dash of one. Uh, yeah. So uh, also, Brad Larson has um, also not been on the bench. Uh, he uh, tested positive uh, for COVID because I guess COVID still exists. I don't. I was not aware of that. I thought it was over. I thought it was just gone. I thought yeah. it just disappeared. I was pretty sure Putin got rid of it. That's why we were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Putin just got rid of COVID. Thanks, Putin. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> next game at Boston. Uh, big game. Big night for Nick Felino. Um, his thousand, not his thousandth game last the night, but they celebrated his thousandth game. game last night. Um, just. Absolute class from the Bruins and that whole situation. Well, the fact that they waited for the CBJ game made it that yes, much better. Yes, exactly. And That's Nick part even of it. said the same thing in his interview, that he appreciates that the franchise waited to do it because obviously he spent 599 games of those 1,000 games with us. That's it? Yeah. He played more than that. Oh, no, he played for Ottawa for a while. Yeah, he played for Ottawa. That's right. Here. He played five, 599 with us. That's a lot of games, but I'd still say probably the best captain in franchise history. Boone may take that crown from him, but um, in gotta, my got to be healthy to take the crown. Correct. Yeah, he has to be healthy. Uh, Every year we have the topic of health. Every year we just it really yeah, and I healthy. It's if you look if you go down the list and kind of look at guys on the team and their their games played throughout uh, their career. Um, it's it's like sixty two games, sixty five games, fifty eight yeah, games. That there's not anybody. We don't have Ironman. We don't have any Keith Yandels. Anything like that. It's, but we probably won't. I mean, they always just keep continue to get hurt. Yeah. Same with our goalies. Uh, awful. And it isn't like they're trying to do the you know Steven Stamkos thing and oh I'm injured for the regular season so my salary right. won't count. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just been a rough season. I'm just kind of done with it at this point. I mean. It's hard Six to watch more home anymore. Games. Six more home games. <sighs> uh, yeah, like so 5-2 loss last year. night. Um, Felino honored. Corrali's homecoming. I don't even think they gave Corrali a tribute video. They did? They, they, did? they did during the first intermission, the first commercial break. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I saw a lot of people on Twitter wasn't sure either. So, Yeah, when they, when they came back from uh, the first commercial break, they talked about it real quick. I mean, they, they put the banner up on there. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, where we watched the game last night, there was no audio, so we were right. literally just – watching it but uh, i saw on twitter somewhere where they thanked them for the uh, corrali tribute cool um yeah so ba- the only thing i have to say about that game really and we're not going to d- dig into it at all but the main thing that i took away from that game was they played with them for two periods i mean elvis played well and then that third period they just ran out of gas and that's that's been a theme for a lot of the year is they'll stick with a good team for two, two-and-a-half periods, and then all of a sudden, it all just all at once, it falls apart. I mean, it was a 3-2 game and ended 5-2 because of two empty netters. Not one, two. So that was – I mean, that was, that was a one-goal game for most of the game. I mean, we held the lead for a big chunk of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's what's happened the last week. Uh, it hasn't been great, you know. 
if you're a fan of the team and you're a true fan of the team, then you're watching this and, and watching guys develop. Sillinger looks really good. Um, Corrali looks good. Danforth has been flying around the ice. Well, the, actually, with, with what's going on right now, it's really good because they're not playing horrible. The, they're not. The, the guys right. are learning. Eh. They're still flying around. They're still running the system. They're still doing the little things. Defense is suspect. Goalie play is good for 40 to 45 minutes, not 60. But we're not getting blowed the fuck out. We're not looking ridiculous. And we're improving our draft stock while still teaching these guys what they need to do next year. Fun stat for you. Uh, the Blue Jackets are 14th in the league this year in goals for at the moment. They were top 10 at one point, yeah, not yeah. that long ago. Um, they are 30th in the league in goals against. Which, so we've improved because we were 31st. <laughs> it's really bad. I think it's Seattle and Arizona, I think, are the only two that have more goals against. That's really bad. Yeah, that's not good. It's goaltending. It's defense. It's more goaltending than defense, in my opinion. The goaltending. It, I would have agreed with that up until about two weeks ago, and now it's <sighs> both. It's, it's mutual. Anything on the back end is not working. Uh, I'm going to differentiate a little bit off of that because I think that the uh, if it was just defense, it would show up in the goals against. But it's also the save percentage. So I think it partly you can't take the way that the, you can't take the blame away from the goalies. Unfortunately, exactly. I mean, yeah, both. And as a number one goaltender, Elvis, you know, come out at the beginning of the season and hypes up the entire like everybody gets all hyped because he's talking about winning a Vesna and he's going to all this and that. Number one goalie just signed a contract, just had a kid, like. All of this stuff happened, and everybody's like, hell yeah, we Elvis is going to be our guy, better than Bobrovsky. And then he just comes out and just shits all over himself pretty much all season. We didn't all say that. A lot of people said that. Now, it's, as, it's not even close to what Corpy did this year. I mean, God, I cannot believe how bad Corpy was this year. But anyways, going back to Elvis, I, if you're a number one goaltender like that and you have all these expectations for yourself, which then in turn turns into expectations for the entire fan base for you, you have to you have to bail your defense out sometime as a number one goaltender. Absolutely. I mean, look at look at Vasilevsky. Look at Hellebuck. Look at Mark Andre right. Fleury. And, and look, these gonna, guys bail I mean, out their I'm defense. Gonna, I'm going to defend Elvis a little bit here, which I know this is completely out of the norm. But when you face 28 shots with nobody between you and the offensive player a game, because the defense is always against the wall, behind the net, or nowhere to be seen. I mean, half his shots here lately have been. One on O or two on one. Yeah, you can only I yeah, so kind of. Any two on ones, it's harder to defend because for sure, you know, you're on one side of the net and you're trying to play the golden road philosophy, you know, and so on. So yeah, I, I I see what you're saying there, a hundred percent. I mean, it's believe me, I'm not gonna say there's two sides to it. There, for sure, it, I mean, it's it's more than it's, one problem. It's a combination of a lot of things. Right. I mean, everything on that blue line is not working in the net or beside the net. Well, and it's also working. the it's also forwards as well. Forwards not playing well defensively. I think Corrali stands out as one of the good defensive guys on the team, Danforth as well, yeah. and that's really it. I mean, there's really not anybody else off any other forwards that play really well defensively and that has a lot to do with it boone being out hurts too Absolutely. you're right you see somebody gets to get tripped in the uh, offensive zone and then they kind of lollygag back towards the and you can literally hear them thinking as they hit the red line uh do i want to change out mm. or do i want to go play defense <laughs> i'm going to raise my stick and go change out uh line has also stood out to me he's been playing really defense good defense really recently as he should be as being a 6'5 230 pounder 
I mean, he's bigger than most of our defensemen hey, anyways. At this point this year, if I see anybody other than Gabrikov trying to take the puck, I'm pretty much assuming it's going to be in the back of the neck. He's the only, he, he's the only one that's really – played a good defensive game this year. And even some of our defensemen, if they get the puck, they're going to put it in the back of their own net. It's just kind of how that's worked this year. Well, we've got, what, three, <laughs> three own, goals, own this goals this year? Peak it's with two of them. Peak with, really and sad, with the other. Which is really sad because Peak has improved so much this year. I mean, he's definitely, without a doubt, the most improved player on this team. But that two goals, two own goals I'd, against. I'd give that to Line A, most improved. but No, no. From last year yeah. to this year? Absolutely. Most improved defensively, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I still think Pink's the most improved player on this team. All right. Uh, okay, getting off that because we don't. I don't want to have a peak conversation right now. Okay. Okay. Well, when you peak, you win. <laughs> we need sponsors, right? <laughs> we do need sponsors. That's correct. Yeah, what peak T gold peak T. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your weekly line A update. Now, there's been no other extension talks. Um, again, I don't think he's going to sign anything until next season uh, we were talking about earlier the blue jackets gave him a, a little fold-up note that said do you want to play here check yes or no <laughs> uh so that's that's your uh that's your line a update for the week um well, the update is he he wrote a third line input maybe maybe yeah With yeah two he's question marks. he's gonna be everybody relax he's gonna be here it's gonna be fine he's gonna sign long term and if he doesn't Fuck it, sell the team, move them to Saskatoon, and we're just done here, huh? Everybody just needs to relax. We've talked about this before. He's going to sign a qualifying <laughs> offer. My God, I hope so. He's going to sign a qualifying offer, and then he's going to get the extension, so we get nine years instead of eight. Correct. I truly believe that's what's going to happen. All right. Yarmo's a smart man. No more line A. Uh, don't, don't no, 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 I didn't mean that. No, 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 no. Still line A, but uh, no more line A talk. There. <laughs> line A is gone. Uh, so something happened. Was it last night that this happened with Zegers, or was this two nights ago? I think it was two nights ago. I think I was watching it yesterday morning. Two nights ago. So you described, I mean, you what happened? You just, I didn't actually get okay. to see the entire thing. You know better. The Ducks were playing in Arizona. Um, Zegers completed another Michigan, and during the process. He scored on it? Yes, he scored on it. Not only did he wow. score on it. He scored around Sonny Milano, who basically screened the goal. That's all, he, that's all Milano's good for. He's a fucking traffic cone. Well, actually, this was actually a very good play by Milano because four years ago, he would have stood there, let it hit him in the chest, and tried to score it himself. But now he's become a more aware player, and he got the hell out of the way. Um, so they, they scored that Michigan, and we got to hear all the, oh, new skill, these kids are making the game so much better. And then uh, later on that game, with about 2.05 to play, there was a shot on net by the Ducks. Zegers is right in front of the uh, goalie. He bobbles it a little bit, covers it with his glove. Zegers takes a poke at it. He immediately gets cross-checked by Beagle, which leads to a scrum, which Terry from the Ducks comes over and decides, hey, I'm going to fight you, which was not a good idea. He got his ass whooped. Terry did. Yes. He ate more right hands than you would normally have at a buffet. Yes. I mean, it was all you could eat, and he was eating all he could. And then when he was full, they gave him dessert anyway. While this is going on, Cam Fowler's trying to fight Beagle. Beagle literally mouths to the entire Anaheim team, I will beat your entire team's ass. They finally get everything broke down, but the big controversy is the commentators during the game. The commentators made some comments about 
new skill coming to the game and how this is good for the young side. The, well, everybody thinks it's good for the young side, but like Torch has made his comments. Well, the commentators oh kind of sided Torch with Torch. Oh, my God, is so out of touch on this. And they said, you know, this is what's going to happen when you bring these skill plays. So what? Yeah. So, but I saw that plays. part. It was ba- the commentator said, "If you're gonna, if you're gonna show off your skill, expect to get your ass like expect to but get beat up." But the way up, it was basically. put on Twitter, you if you actually me? go and listen to the commentators and watch the clips, and it was not blown out of proportion as bad as it has been on social media. I know that's shocking. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. What social media blown out of proportion? Dramatic. On fucking Twitter. I'm shocked. Wow. But. It brought up two sides of the story, which I'm assuming we're probably going to be on different sides anyway, because I'm old as fuck and you're not. So the dinosaurs are going. I'm a dinosaur, by the way. The dinosaurs are going. If you're going to do that shit, you better be ready to fight. And everybody believes that the fight happened because of the Michigan. Well, the fight technically happened because you poked the goalie with your stick when he had the puck covered. (laughs) Yeah, I okay. I I hear what you're saying, but like a little poke does not deserve a whole ass cross check when you're not when you you don't see it coming. Like that's fucking ridiculous. In any in any game ever anywhere, a little poke on the glove does not deserve a absolute blindsided cross check. That's dangerous. I mean, they, they the the league itself even came down at the beginning of the season and said we're we're cracking down on cross checks more. Because it's just absolutely dangerous to cross-check somebody. That they did say that. Poking the glove does not deserve a blindsided cross-check, especially with one of the really good young players coming up. I don't There's no way. two shits if he's a really good young player or if he's a really old player that's barely here. It's only his third game in 17 years. If you poke the <laughs> sure. goalie, you're going to fucking get hit. Well, I, but to what Kyle said, you know, are you going to get hit with two fists in a chest where it knocks you out of the, the out of the blue paint, or are you going to get hit with a cross check that could potentially end your career? I mean, show me a cross check where the stick breaks. It is not an intent to injure, yet it's not called. And I think the problem is the league says they give lip service to a lot of things. Oh, we're going to address these things like head injuries, and then Zach Wierenski. Um, according to the opposing team, dropped his face into the shoulder of somebody, which I'm not sure how you I'm drop. The, a f- I'm the opposing team. I'm just saying, you know, that's what they say. Want to see you- the picture? <laughs> I have no doubt that you have it ready. However, that picture probably won't go over on podcasting too the well. Picture, the picture, we're going to the Warinsky hit then. The picture in question here fails to show when Middleton completely forearm shivers Warinsky in the face immediately after he made the hit. So, so the picture soft. is, I'm so soft. Yeah. Tell that to Warinsky, who doesn't even know what state he's in right now. Uh, and as, as we've learned, confusion. And <laughs> as we've learned before, the play continues until Pittsburgh scores. Correct. We all know that. Right. Even though we were playing who, Minnesota? Yeah. Yes. Until Correct. Pittsburgh didn't score. Yeah. It's Pittsburgh, yes. So, but circling back around to Zegras, I think it's, it's kind of like saying, if you're going to show skill, you have to be ready to defend yourself. And that's, that's crazy. It, it is kind of crazy. And in the NHL, you should be able to defend yourself, period. You're a professional Not necessarily. That's why you have big defensemen to stand up for. You know, no, Connor no. McDavid doesn't fight don't anybody. Defend you don't have to defend himself. They have guys soccer. that do it for him. It, it is a new era, and we do have a lot of pretty boys. There's always been that, now. though. Goons have always been a thing. Guys that defend the good players have always been a thing for the ex- entire existence of hockey. Well, well, before we go back to Zegras, the Terry thing. Terry came completely across the ice to fight 
Beagle. Exactly. And everybody's talking about how bad it is that Beagle beat the living <laughs> shit out of him. I mean, look the picture up on Twitter. It is bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But he came across the ice and asked for it. Right. Then you get the ones that are going, oh, but he didn't drop his gloves. Well, oh, if you watch that, Terry yeah, fight, fight, he usually doesn't drop his gloves. Yeah. He fights with his gloves on. That's illegal, but, but yeah. when you come across the ice and you grab the guy because you want to fight, guess what? You better make sure you know how to fight. Yeah, clearly yeah. Terry is not that guy. I mean, he tried to be. He was standing up for one of his star players. Maybe Terry and Zegers are friends. I don't know, but that's what somebody like that is supposed to do. When your star, when the best player on your team gets cross-checked like that in the back, the first thing you do is, that's what we've been looking for with this Columbus team, is when somebody goes down like that, go fight the motherfucker that put him down like that. We haven't had any of that this year, and we were both bitching about that last week. No, I love the fight. I love the fight. All right, fair enough. We kind of got a little off track here. there, maybe. But I'm glad they fought. Speaking of dinosaur, though, I mean, real men drop their gloves. <laughs> And that's why the guy that didn't drop his gloves has a face that looks like a pasta plate now. Uh, well, yeah, that's on him. That's complete. Yeah, I. The look, the, the look, cross check hey, because of the poked goalie poked is ridiculous. Elvis, you don't want one of our guys to cross check him or stand up for him. The thing with Elvis is Elvis defends himself. He'll exactly. throw a right jab himself. He okay. did it last night against Marshawn. He tried to punch Marshawn in the face last night. He does it himself. Everybody tries to punch Marshawn in not, the face. It's not. What's it's not Zegers' fault that. Uh, what, who'd they play Arizona's goalie is a pussy. I mean, what? Come on. If he, he wants to, he gets poked in the glove. He's like, oh, well, my hand, my little hand. This oh, is, fuck this off. This is it's the hockey. way sports have policed themselves for years. You admire a home run when you hit one out of the park. What usually happens the next day? You bat? take one in the ear hole. I mean, yeah, Remember that Remember back happened. in the day when you were a wee little kid and Deion Sanders used to showboat after interceptions and touchdowns? They would intentionally throw to his side of the field so they could fucking level him. <laughs> sports have been policing themselves for years. You go after our goalie and you poke our goalie with your stick, you're going to get fucking hit. There Period. has to be some – there has to go to an extent, though. You cannot – I'm telling you, man, a cross-check in the back like that because of a little poke on a glove, is the that is suspension-worthy. You know how you fix this? Don't poke the fucking goalie! He probably thought it was loose. He's playing hockey, man. He's playing to the whistle. It's the a, they didn't blow the whistle the yet. Puck. Why wouldn't you go for the it? The glove was over the puck. How the fuck is it loose? To use obscure New Jersey loan sharking terms, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. And if I'm a defenseman and you poke my goalie or I see him swing at you, I'm coming to your defense. I'm a traditionalist in that way. I get that. But it has to be measured and response. I'm not going to two-hand the back of somebody's helmet f because they poked at a goalie's puck. He didn't two-hand him in the back of the helmet. He just lightly cross-checked him in the back. There's, there's a little dude who happened to fall down because he's really, really weak. There's he a force continuum. No That's all I'm saying. Did, did he hit his face on something when he went no, down? He it looked went, like he, he hit his head. He went down, and then he freaking flopped around like a fish because he's a fucking actor trying to win an Oscar. I wish Will Smith would have smacked him in the fucking face. Look, I'm not saying that they're going to have to give the forwards tasers so they can defend themselves. I'm just saying. And even if they did give him tasers, Zegers is so soft they'd give him fucking pepper spray. <laughs> well, maybe he should wear two pairs of panties when he plays. That's all I can think of. Uh, and a tampon. You know, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, my whole thing is, look, defend your goalie and that's fine, but the cross check is completely unnecessary and there should have been, there should be a suspension for that. If, if somebody's poking your goaltender, he should get a bonus. <laughs> he should get a bonus. He might from the team. He should get a bonus. Suspe 
please. I've heard you. I've heard you complain about suspensions that should have come down on teams against the Blue Jackets this year for way for way less. Just because they went after board checking, he's a national treasure. All right, that's fair. Yeah, Felino, fuck Felino, get him. Not Nick Felino. But remember Marcus also Felino. the hockey code. I mean, you, what you do is you look at the media or whoever and say there'll be no. You know, we're not going to respond to that. There's no, not going to be any uh, anything like that. And then you go out and you do it. You ask the guys in the room who's going to take this care of this next yeah. game. We all know. Or if Torch is your coach, you'll just everybody will just fight each other at the first puck drop. Yeah, or on the bench, they'll fight each. They'll fight themselves. Mm, that sounds about right too. Or we'll go. We'll go through the hallway down to their locker room. Yeah, that was when he was in. Vancouver. Yeah, he went to Vancouver's locker. But the uh, best part, with anyways, the whole thing, did you happen to see the interview afterwards? No. This twenty-year-old kid's doing an interview about the hit, the fight, everything else. And obviously he's seen it one-sided because he's an Anaheim duck. But this poor little dude looked over his shoulder. What did we count? 13 times? 13, 13 times. 13 times. He looks over his right or left shoulder while giving the interview in the hallway to make sure an Arizona Coyote's not out there. So if you're that damn scared because you obviously can't fucking fight, maybe don't do stupid shit. I, I, I don't. I'm not saying the Michigan's stupid shit. I don't shit. categorize don't poke poking a goaltender's glove before a whistle is anything that's stupid i when he has it completely covered and under control how is that not stupid well he'll probably I never mean, do that again Lutz punch cole sherwood in the face for the same fucking thing and you had a problem with it i yes i had a problem with both of these things correct i i'm aligned with both of them soft. yes you're right soft like a pillow oh my god no i you know what the, the reason that you can call me soft all you want, skill rules in this league, man. Look at Connor McDavid. Look at I, Connor McDavid is the first example that I use. But how, many, how many Stanley Cups Connor McDavid got? I don't know. Anyways, you all look at all the skill teams. How many what, is that? what are you, what are you deflecting you for? You know you're you, wrong, so you're deflecting. You just said that skill rules in this league. The skill teams aren't winning. The teams that go and get big at the end Tampa? are Tampa? Are you kidding me? And look at Tampa. Tampa fucking win. They are went you and got big and kidding? strong. Kucherov when they were soft, is big they and strong. Stamkos is big. They go and build a third fucking line, and they win two fucking cups. Braden Point is one. big and strong. Give me a fucking break, dude. Arguably, the only reason they won is because they circumvented the salary cap. That, too. They're cheaters. Yeah. Skill rules hey, in this league. Randy Savage said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. He said, rules were made to be broken. Skill rules in the league. There's a reason there's not goons in the league anymore, and defensemen aren't just... Big dumbasses that just hit people all day. Yeah, I'm gonna get fried on Twitter this week. Oh, it's gonna be really Can't bad. Yeah, wait. bring <laughs> it, bitches. Uh, yeah. So whatever. Uh, skill rules, and if you're cross-checking somebody because you got a Michigan pulled on you, which, come on, that's kind of the re you you know we all know that's kind of the reason why they got the Michigan pulled on them. It's for the second time. I just know he poked the goalie. I don't remember the other part. I'm sure you don't. Yeah, get the fuck. There's no place in the league for blindside cross checks when, especially that close to a piece of metal. I think what Will Boomer's trying to say is that dinosaurs have short memories. <laughs> what? <laughs> who? Who? Fucking bite a gym. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing here in our news and notes segment before we get to the wonderful interview here with Jim, uh, Keith Yandel. Uh, thoughts on that? So, if you don't know. Uh, he he played what nine hundred eighty nine nine eight nine hundred eighty nine straight games one of the longest Iron Man Iron Man streaks in league history. Um, I believe it is the longest he broke I it thought, this year. Did he? I thought yeah, Marlowe had it. 
I don't have the information to solve that. No, but he, either he, way, it's just a respectable streak. It's 989. We just honored a guy for 1,000, yeah. and he's got 989 Didn't play him all row. straight through in a row. That is that is unbelievable. Most of those with Florida. Um, but all of a sudden, Philly is healthy scratching him at 989 games. And for me, that doesn't really – number one, most ever. Yep, 989. Why would you well, – I just, I just do not understand. Now Phil Kessel's going to pass him. How the how the the brass in Philadelphia that is making this decision to healthy scratch Keith Yandel when their team is in the basement of the Metro they are playing for nothing they're, their they're best player trash. is Cam fucking Atkinson yeah, which is saying trash. something that's not great they're bad they're really bad and you're sitting him to give your team a better chance to win get the fuck out of here with that what are we doing I don't know I just this one baffles me. I mean, 989 is number one all-time in the streak. And you have Phil Kessel who's right on his heels at 968, I right. believe. Dude, who let, recently let – him, let him, You got what? You got to have 11 games left this year, 12, 13. Let him play 11. Let him get 1,000 in a row. And look at Arizona. I mean, you let the guy play one shift and you custom fly him back to home so he can be right. there for yeah. The, Phil Kessel dude, went to go play in a, a game baby. to keep his streak together. And then yeah. flew back the same night. He played his shift in that game to keep his Iron Man streak intact and flew back to go see his kid get born. And this is why Gary Bettman fights so hard to keep the Arizona Coyotes in the league. Because That's they why. do it right. I guess. Yeah, they're doing it right. They're doing something right. They're completely destroying that team correctly. That's that's one thing they're doing right. Yeah, but back to Yandel, I mean, the if you ask the other seven defensemen, hey, who wants to take a night off? So oh, he can keep his streak going. Seven, seven hands are going up in the air. Yeah, I agree completely. They yeah, taking turns for the rest of the season. They'd have taken turns. We only have to do it one and a half times each, guys. And that's the way the conversation would have gone. Some of them yeah. might like the break because they're just getting their asses kicked every single night they play. Right. Kind of like Columbus right now. Or maybe just, you know, God forbid, as an usher, I bring your family to a game, let them watch what how for, for a night. I don't got to be out there getting my butt kicked. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make it. There's got. There's probably something that we're missing. There has to be something. Well, it brings into question. I mean, Bill Zito tried to do it last year down in Florida. Bill Zito was going to end the streak last year, and the Florida players stood up and said, "Nah, not happening." Yeah. Uh, so that's what we got on Keith Yandel. Um Take a little break here, then we'll get into the interview, and that'll be it. I think. Sounds like a weird. Boomer is not boiling this week, by the way. He's complacent. All right, getting back into it here. Uh, we're done with all of that talk about Zegris and Yandel and all that because you're wrong anyways, little boomer. So we'll just I'll just let you off the hook this time, I guess. We were talking about what? <laughs> Is that another memory joke, right? Uh, I don't remember. He's like a left twix. He's not right. That's <laughs> I, that. That is the perfect way to describe me. Uh, so we have one of the. Best employees well, the OGs. at Nationwide Arena. The, one of the OGs. There's only a few of you, right, that have been there since the beginning? Eight or oh, nine, isn't oh, it? Only a few of us, and uh, I'm actually wearing my OG sweater today. 20-year so. 20 20 jersey? 20-year jersey that we got for being around from the beginning. Hey, at least you got that, you know. Right you are. It's better than, uh, you know, just a little pat on the butt and get back in there and get at them. Get at so. it. It depends on who's doing the patting. Well... That's a good point. It is 2022. I guess we aren't allowed to specify. Oh, don't better, specify. Better yeah, better do not do that. that. If you enjoy that. your job, don't specify. Um, 
All right, so Jim Ketchell, uh, if you don't know him, go introduce yourself next time you're at a game. Uh, Section 111 Usher, right there in the thick of it, sees all the all the crazy shit that happens in that arena. I stand between the cannon and the Valley Sports set. I don't know if there's a better place to stand it's in the league. Best seats in, two, in the league. Two rows I, in front of that's better. Two, eight feet in front, four feet to the right. <laughs> that's right. Four feet to the left. I said it wrong. My bad. Those are my seats. Um, so just a couple questions here just to kind of get – uh, a feel for what you go through day by day. When you get, what time do you generally get to the arena uh, on a on a game day? Typically, we'll we'll talk about a seven oh seven start because that's a typical one for us. Um, I'm usually rolling out of the house about anywhere between four thirty and four forty, um, <laughs> with the lovely Miss Brenda in tow, so she can come along to the games. And uh, we usually head for downtown. I'm usually pulling into the parking lot garage a little after five. And then I'm wandering in. We clock in about 20 after 5, and then we go to our spots about 5.30. I check for all the little things like, you know, are there tents of barriers? Is there a cannon? Does Bowie Sports have a place to sit today? You know, the little tiny things that we, you know, our business partners, things. we yeah. rely on us for. And most people don't even notice a cannon. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 sometimes that's one of, my, one of my favorite things to say when people go, can I get a picture of the cannon? I look at them and go, is there a cannon? There's a cannon here. Does anybody else know? Oh, my God. Don't touch the cannon, by the way. Absolutely yeah. not. Learn that the hard way. Yeah. Uh, if one of those cannon crew guys puts their hands on me again, though, we're going to have problems. Uh, anyways, moving on uh, from that, <laughs> we're going to have problems. Uh, so yeah, that was just kind of like my, my general thought was, um, the doors open at what? Five thirty, six o'clock, six o'clock on the nose. Generally, unless we let people in early, but it's always seems like it's visitors whenever we open them early, um, that come in to take pictures and so on. But, and then you guys usually arrive and, uh, then things start to get, to get spooled up. We, yeah, for we, sure. Yeah. So you got, you get all the, all the parents and their kids with their signs going down trying to get a stick and a puck and all that yeah when we do open the doors i'm the unfortunate person that has to walk out to the edge of the platform and yell in a loud voice doors i've been doing that for a few years now <laughs> to the point where you do that on the news one day when they <laughs> reopen everything after <laughs> Might have, there was some minor coverage of that i don't know if anything other than just a public service but it is what it is so when you started with the Blue Jackets, have you did you have any prior experience in ushering before that with any other teams? Uh, not with other teams, only with churches. Okay. And uh, it's funny because I basically just wandered across the street and told uh, the guy in charge I was going to come work for him. And uh, he thought that was kind of funny. And he, I gave him my contact information and stuff, and I walked away. And he goes, hey, don't you want to know how much money you're going to be making? <laughs> and I said, nope, and walked away. <laughs> so that's what you do. It's, it's, yeah, for it's, sure. Yeah, uh, so I know I've been, I've always thought about this. There has been times in that arena where I've seen some pretty weird shit happening around me, and you know you get to see all of it. I I only get to see little little aspects of it. But what is like one of the, God damn it, figure it out. All right, so I know like my myself and and Lil Boomer personally have uh, be, being in in our time in the in nationwide arena have noticed a lot of weird and crazy things happening inside the halls of that arena. What uh, what is one of the craziest things? If not, do you have? Is there any stories that you can tell us uh, that won't get you in trouble? Some of the craziest shit you've seen in that arena. The uh, the best story I can probably share. Is the uh, at the end of the evening, of course, all of us ushers, we go for a walk and see if anybody's forgotten any items behind. Which usually you find me and Kyle's phones or wallets. <laughs> Sometimes both. Um, but it, that, that's the reliable part is you can usually almost always find a wallet or a. And we usually hold them up in the air like trophies. I've also found, you know, the team dentist's phone a couple of times and I just, you know, answer it. Hey, hi, I don't know who you are, but thank you for calling whoever's phone this is. 
but I think the best one I ever found was uh, it was early on in the seasons, and uh, I found a a cup holder, and inside the cup holder were two items. One was a shoehorn, and the other one was a pair of ladies' thong underwear, leopard print, whoa, whoa. size six. A shoehorn and a leopard print thong. Correct. And, uh, of course, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, did he need the shoehorn to get them off? Where is that shoehorn shoehorn to get them on? I don't know. And so, of course, being the fun-loving person I am, I pick him up with the shoehorn and escort them up to the guest services desk to turn them in. I only got about 20 feet away before she was like, do not bring those over here. We don't want them. Bring them to the trash can. So, and I, I certainly understood her. I, that, I have so many questions. All right, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast right now, driving in your car, sitting in your house, whatever, and you left a pair of leopard print underwear in the arena with a shoehorn, show yourself. I want to know. I want. I have so many questions. The, the DMs are open. We would like all to the know. time. Always we'll totally open. keep it private. Unbelievable. For where, where was the shoehorn on your person? Why was it? Where did it go? Why was why is there a shoehorn next to underwear? Is my first question. I I have so many pictures in my head. Oh God. What kind of person what did this person look like would be my next question. They were size six. Person or persons. They were smallish. Can you not tell the other story you told us off air? The one the one with the people that sat by the glass. I mean, if you we can cut it out if you want to, or you I don't have to tell it at all. I just won't say I'll just try to omit any names or anything, but uh uh just had a, a couple that was uh, exploring some of the finer points of digital entertainment. Only in, by digital, I mean finger entertainment. And uh, she was definitely enjoying the exploration. Let's just put it that way. And uh, several rows got to hear how much she was enjoying it. And uh, unfortunately, I had to pay witness to it because I was down at the front for the post-outcome of a fight. So uh, this was also kind of a fight in that, that there was some ex- fluids being exchanged, but a different line of way. That is unbelievable. I cannot <laughs> imagine. It was funny the first time. It was funny going the second time. I cannot imagine going to a Blue Jackets game and just witnessing that happening <laughs> on the gl- glass seats. The glass glass seats. seats. Glass seats, you'd figure, you know. That they're there to enter- watch the game, but evidently there was uh, a little more. Uh, wow! Hey, when when I guess if you need when you need it, you need it. I guess I don't know. I mean, not, I can't no, say I've ever been no down one that bad. That, that bad. is not to invoke your name or anything, but maybe it was a bucket item. I don't know, bucket list item. I don't oh, know. Oh, bucket list, right? That's defamation of character. I think that we're going to have a cut talk after this podcast. He defamated her character. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Ah. Uh, is that okay? So any any besides that now there's clearly been some interesting stuff and I'm sure you have other stories but is there any person that has gotten so mad at you to the point where like you have to you have to show them the door? Um we've actually had that before where we actually had a, a Pittsburgh fan, believe it or not, a female <laughs> Pittsburgh fan. Shocking. Cuz their fans are always the best. And you know what's funny, real, I'm sorry, real, you know what's funny about that is... The, she was probably from Columbus. Pits, exactly. The Pittsburgh fans that are from Pittsburgh and live in Pittsburgh are usually wonderful people. The Pittsburgh fans that live in Columbus and are still Pittsburgh fans are the unbearable people. Absolutely. We even have a term for them. We call them turncoats. 
That's because they still have yeah. that Pittsburgh jersey hanging up in the back of their closet for the last 22 years, and they they bail it out whenever they can. So she decided it'd be a fun thing to, you know, the guy in front of her was cheering because we were winning the game, uh, and uh, as we do, we also win a shocker. Occasionally win playoff games, and she decided it'd be fun to poke the guy in front of her that was celebrating a Blue Jackets goal. Unfortunately, I happened to see it, so I walked down, and she's like, "Okay." Um, I think it'd be a good time to take another poke at him. So I'm like, okay, fine. You're, I'm, I'm throwing you out. What are you doing? I'm throwing you out. And the people around her that were also Pittsburgh fans decided it'd be, that'd be a good time to say, no, no, you're not throwing her out. Okay, you're right. I'm throwing her and you out now. Anybody else want to complain? And somebody else wanted to complain. So all four of them got shown the door. Wow. Now, I'm not trying to say that that's the smartest thing I've ever seen, but my golly, for what you spend for four playoff tickets. Yeah, I can tell you the, ta- uh, the the playoff tickets in general are expensive unless you're a season ticket holder. But They're still not cheap. That The amount of money I spent on the Tampa series was ungodly. <laughs> it's entirely yeah. too much money to go watch that series. But and, and it was fun to watch the policeman say, oh, no, no, he said you're out. You're, you're done. Yeah, We're going to walk you right out the front door. They're not, they're not doing any investigation. They're just going to listen to the usher at that point. There's really not much of a he said, she said at that point. So. No. Uh, any any like fights you've had to break up or anything like that? I mean, I know generally like in 111, 112, 110 area, generally people are pretty tame, and I think that's the general uh, a, vibe of the, the entire arena. Like the Columbus, good we're not, vibes only. Yeah, we're not like super rabid fans that get in fights all the time and shit like that. But it, is there anything you've seen like that or have heard of that, that shit like that's happening around the arena? Just basically the, the same sort of thing. You see things that happen. Most of the time they want to have be on equal footing, so they usually take it up onto the platform. But uh, I've learned like the, the worst, absolute worst fights are when two girls start punching because you can almost always count on the fact that there's two guys watching from behind them that are going to th- wait to throw a sucker punch till somebody's not looking. And you try really hard as an usher not to be in the way of that sucker punch when it's coming. So you try to stand as back as best you can. And we have security folks. I'm pretty sure you guys have laid eyes on them. They aren't exactly. <laughs> it's it's, it's not. not it's not John Cena and The Rock. Let's just put it oh, that way. Not even it's, close. They, they come down. I think they basically rely on the fact that they're physically too big for them to reach the other opponent yeah. around their body. So that is unbelievable. Uh, yeah. The, the one guy in particular that I'm thinking of that thinks he's John Cena will come out and just start yelling at people in the middle of a cannon meetup. But. My uh, biggest problem on that platform is I fight sobriety. That is very true as well. Yeah, I fight. Uh, my bank account fights that arena every single time yeah, I'm in there. That's, that's a struggle as well. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure, but I believe you are currently undefeated this season against sobriety. I believe. Well, that's that not true. He totally got his. Made. He, do, he absolutely got his truck stolen while he was drunk. Yeah, so we that, swept the fucking avalanche. That's yeah. a loss for yeah. sure. That's an L. Yeah. In not <laughs> if you see the truck I have now. <laughs> well, I, okay. In hindsight, yeah. Now you got a W back for that, but you definitely took an L with the stolen truck. Yeah, that that was. Not sobriety good. sobriety did not win that night. No, no. I, I did sober <laughs> up in about 15 minutes because that's how long it took the cops to get there to take my statement. So that was interesting. Uh, okay, yeah. So any any other stories, anything like that? I didn't have a ton of questions for you today. I mean, you obviously joined in on the podcast and, and gave your thoughts on everything from the week. But and anything thank else you again you for the invitation to do so. I thought it was fantastic oh, to come down here. I got, and I got a couple. I'm, I'm curious myself. I mean, you've worked there since day one. Correct. You Obviously, are. you haven't worked every single game. Correct. I mean, stuff happens I, in life. I have no Iron Man thing going on. I like to take a game off here and there and go as a fan. It's a lot of fun. How, how many games have you missed 
total, like not working, not a fan, not been in the arena in 22 years. Well, I, I, I wish the people that will be listening to this could see your face when I say this, but I, I was mobilized four times, so I have missed entire seasons. Um, but I, when I'm in town and physically able to represent, I try to be there probably as much as I can. I probably missed 100 to 150 games. Um, a couple of the times <laughs> I was mobilized. Years, that is impressive. A couple of times. I mean, I, I was mobilized one year, 2003, 2004, but we didn't have a season that year. Right. So it made it a little bit easier not to miss any games. But, and we've had other, other times I was mobilized. It was 07. And again, we, had a, we only started the season halfway through, so that worked oh, yeah. out. So I think well, the, the Blackhawks went 27 and 0 to start that season yeah. once they came back in. In 22 years of dealing this, have you had to deal with anything more difficult than the COVID? That's been one of the biggest things. I I don't want to harp on it too much, but it's been kind of weird because for I mean I was been there since the beginning, so the two years plus that we went with the COVID, that's 10 percent of the time I've worked there. But I literally have coworkers, be they on the uh, entertainment teams or they're on the cannon crew, whatever. I, I literally had never seen some of them out of a mask before. And it was strange to have that situation where you, you're trying to read their eyes, but it's not exactly as easy as it sounds. My, my facial recognition software doesn't exactly work on just eyes. I normally need to see a mouth and see if somebody's joking or right. so on. And so to go through that with all of them, and if it's 10% for me, some of them have only worked there a couple of years. They have no idea what it's like not to be in front of the public in a mask. Yeah, you figure some of them probably come in after COVID. So when the mandate got lifted this year, it was the first time they got to see anybody. Anybody at all. And that's been one of the bigger challenges we've had. Um, the only other challenge we have is, uh, you know, there's you know, a lot of people show up and they kind of think it's going to be this great job. You're going to basically stand around and do nothing. But unfortunately, there is stuff to do. Have you ever had to kick anybody out because they refused to put a mask on? Back when, when, the, when the mask mandate was like really strict in that arena you had to have your mask on or else did you have to ever did you have to do anything about it i'm gonna say i basically sidestepped that a lot um they had a lot of exceptions for actively eating and drinking and so i i pretty much took advantage of that and i I know you're actively eating right now but when you get done can you put your mask back on right yeah i would just walk away And, and i think a lot of us were like that we weren't trying to be the mask police but we were trying to you know encourage them to do whatever we could they gave us a little sign to walk down about mask up and <laughs> yeah we would go down every tv timeout and hold it up and so on and so you've forth. got to be glad that whole era of of covid i guess is over right yeah, I'm, mean, I'm not there to police somebody else's actions right. other than the fact that if you're you know jumping up and down and swearing i'm going to try to tell you hey there's a kid right behind you try not to teach him the yeah. new words um, you don't want him going home from the thing telling mom, mommy, mommy, I wear what this is today. Can't, can, can, can confirm. Can, oh, can. yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, there was one time I was sitting in uh, section 110 to the left. Is that right? Uh, from the top looking down, it's 110 is to the right, 111 to the side. One, it, well, so 112. I was in 112. And one of my buddies was sitting like on the other side. So we were just flipping each other off the entire game. No, that was like, 111. You were beside me. No, no, no. It was there. I was with Jordan, and we were in 112. Sure. Cause yes, we, because it wasn't with, Jim. Our usher was not Jim. The usher, I do that too, yeah, but Jim does The usher in 112, like, tried to come, like, make me leave because I was flipping off my buddy across the arena. So, I, I don't know. Apparently, flipping people off is frowned upon in this in that establishment. <laughs> As you might have guessed, I, I do know who those ushers are. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by first name, generally. And uh, that particular usher has his section number as his license plate. So, oh, I know that. exactly who you're talking about. And I'm sure he was quite 
concerned that you were Very expressing concerned. your 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 uh, one fingered uh, displeasure. And when I when I was doing that to my friend, it was all in love. It was all out of love, and it was producer Tyler. Even we yeah. were just flipping each other off from across the arena. Well, well that word it, it involves love. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Just like the glass sitting people. Yeah. Loving with. Little less the fingers. Little less fluid, but yes. Oh God. Our, I actually right. know everybody he, likes this word. A little he, less moist. He went there again. He went there uh, again. You had to use the M word. God. Okay. So what is what is your number one memory being? Because I know there's a lot of debate between the fans whether it's the Pittsburgh playoff victory or if it's the Game Four victory. As a Nusher, what is your best Blue Jacket memory working a game? I, I would have to say, without a doubt, it has to be that Game Four victory over Tampa Bay. I, I have the picture hanging up in my in my <laughs> in my room. It's 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 right there. I remember it was being so loud. I've never heard it like that. And I couldn't even see over the crowd of people that were all standing on the platform. And I never, ever have that problem. I can see over anything. I couldn't see over it. And I remember just jumping up and down and everybody around me. And I remember after the Panarin goal, yeah, it's all kind goal. of a blur. That's yeah. why I looked at my wife and, and I said, it's happening. And we talked about this. I mean, I get there four or five hours earlier. So I haven't, had a, I haven't even had a drink. And I can't remember how everything went at the end of it because it was so I was so completely overwhelmed by all the things going on around me and it was so loud because I try to tell everybody they talk about the speakers blowing in the Pittsburgh game but as as an ex-army guy who worked in field artillery I've heard loud shit in my life but my ears have never rang like they did when I walked out of that arena at game four when that when that final horn went off it was banana lands well it's funny you mentioned the final horn I don't recall hearing it Oh, I know right. it happened. No, no, no. That that I do remember is not being able to hear the yeah. horn. I remember seeing the streamers. Is what I yeah. Know. That's I knew exactly how. That's exactly my recollection over. as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I had I wasted my second ticket on my ex girlfriend for that series. But uh, fuck, bitch. Anyways, <laughs> uh, no, I I do also remember very vividly that that goal, that Panarin goal going in. I think it was an empty netter. Yeah, it made it five three. Made it five three. No, they ended up scoring two more. It was seven three yeah, final. Yeah, Tex got one and um, uh, Duchesne got one. That. The way that you could feel it in your chest, yeah, the, the roar of that, that entire in, was mean, so unbelievably powerful. You, you could hear the deep breath and the buttholes pucker. I mean, yeah. we knew it was about to happen at that point. Yeah, and something you guys probably didn't know or couldn't see from where you were at. Um, he isn't with the, the, the organization anymore, but Bill Davidge. Bill Davidge. Uh, I watched a tear roll down his eye. That's amazing. And... You, the guy's a consummate professional. You'll never see that. And I'm sure if he'd have been on air, he'd have done something oh, so you the, wouldn't. The post-game interview from that game, yeah. I, I watched it when I got home. Was that, it was amazing. Was that before or after he retired? Before, I believe it was. That was his last, last year, right? Last year. Okay. Yeah, we miss Bill. I love, definitely would rather have Bill in there now than some other people. But uh, anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't hey, mean to go off on that little. Bill over anyone. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we had today. Did you have any other questions? Anything you wanted to add, Jim? No, I'm just happy for the opportunity to come Absolutely. in here and tell my silly stories one more time. I'm, I'm glad you made it in. I mean, I, those of you that probably haven't figured this out, Jim is my usher. And uh, when I had moved down from the lower bowl to the upper, or from the upper bowl to the lower bowl, I asked him where's the best place to sit. And he said, stay above this row. The glass will never destroy your view. And everybody sat with me. It's 100% agreed. We got the best, the best seats in the house. I 100% agree with that, yeah. Yeah, they're great seats. Jim, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we're done here. 
Unless you had anything else you want to talk about today. No. Boomer is not boiling today. Not He's boiling. actually in a pretty good mood. I, yeah. I'm wow. Stayed sober most this weekend. That's amazing. I <laughs> wish I could say the same for myself. What happened last night? Did anything... With who? Just every the whole we ended up going to Crooked Can at one we, point, but we, I don't even remember walking we over went there. To Odie's to watch the game so we could all get some drinks and have some fun, and then the wrong people got drunk early to where the partiers had to stay sober. Maybe it's for the best. Yeah. I don't like it in the non-hockey world. I think Coach K coached his last game. Ah, yeah, yeah that was that. Right. We, we lost some. Oh, my God. That's right. I bet rounds of golf on that game. It yeah. Damn a, it. It was a minor occurrence. Me and Kyle both bet uh, CB Jacob a round of golf, and we both took Duke because I didn't think there's no way in the world. Unbelievable. I bet. And then I the bet sunlight. my other friend a round. That, so I yeah, owe, you lost two rounds. I, I, I owe two one. rounds of golf. Son of a bitch. The bad thing for you is you have to pay those debts, but I usually take Jake golfing and pay for it anyway, so <laughs> this is not no big loss to me. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening. Again, this is episode five. We're already five weeks into this, and I think we're just getting better every week. Uh, thank you again, Little Boomers, so much for listening to this podcast, the Bucket and Boomer podcast. If you want to be a guest, man, if you have something to add to the podcast, our DMs are open. They're always open. Send me a DM, and we'll get you in here if, if we think that. Now, listen, I am not letting everybody on this podcast. I just want to make that clear. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Disclaimer. Continue. Yes, thank you. Not Just because you send me a DM does not mean that you're going to be on here. I, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to be mean about it. Just that's it. That, that's It's not, not everybody's going to make it. You have to have something to add. If you have and, something to add, go ahead. And you have to have some perseverance, too. Just because you give him your phone number doesn't mean he's going to remember it. Right. So I That's mean, also very you true. You've got to persevere. You called me that night, and I meant to save it. I thought I saved it as Usher Jim, and apparently I didn't. So it's all right. We, we fixed it. We fixed it. My bad. It's okay. Glad you made it. I, <laughs> even to the right building. That's the crazy part. Uh, uh, I'm going to sign off one more time. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and boomers. Uh, yeah, send me a DM. you have anything else? Spay and neuter dinosaur hockey fans? Yourself? Check, check, check. One, two. Check, check. Looks great. Huh. So does this mean you're not a dumbass today? I'm not. A, I've. Uh, it's been three times, and I've been able to figure out after the third time. So we are doing it. It's just going to be a little weird because I'm splitting one channel into two. So if that makes any sense. Not yet, but give me a couple months. I'll find a way to turn it. I think that looks pretty good. Go ahead and talk into your microphone I'm again. Talking into my microphone. I may get loud and yell at people. I hope I didn't go crazy. I'm trying to remember to speak slower. There you go. That's all right. A Everybody little bit louder as well. Half anyway. So we will talk like the tortoise, not the hare. Okay. 
All right. Oh, that was big. Okay, I am one. Yes, we are on the same channel, so I cannot. So when I go crazy, you can't turn it down. I can. I just won't have. I just won't be able to say anything. We're blowing speakers. Do you have a 